Starting off today, we have Quay Nguyen, junior at Duke University, here to talk about the science of opium addiction and the resulting vulnerability of its victims. First off, Quay, what exactly is opium and what forms does it take? Hi, yes, thanks for having me. Opium is a drug that is naturally derived from the poppy flower. Poppy flowers have circular pods of which opium can be extracted from, and this raw form of opium is extracted in a gel-like consistency and can be further processed into other natural opium derivatives, such as morphine and heroin. In addition to these natural derivatives, opium can also be synthetically derived in a lab to mimic the effect that natural opium has within the body. Synthetic examples of opioids include fentanyl and codeine. And how does opium interact with the body? That's a great question. The main use of opium, in addition to feelings of euphoria, is for pain relief. Let's say you have a huge cut in your arm. In the absence of opium, neurons within your body will send pain signals from the cut to your brain, which will result in you feeling lots of pain. However, when opium molecules are present in the body, they will bind to opioid receptors, which block the pain signal from reaching the brain, hence pain relief. This pathway is the same for all forms of opium, regardless of whether it is natural or synthetic. However, synthetic drugs work much stronger than natural forms of opium, sometimes 50 to 100 times stronger. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. How does opium addiction work, though? And why is opium particularly such an addictive drug? Opium addiction mainly has to do with tolerance. First-time opium users do not require a high dosage to feel pain relief. However, this tolerance is quickly built up when opium is taken too frequently. On a molecular level, this tolerance occurs due to opioid receptors becoming less responsive to the presence of opium. This means that a higher concentration of opium is needed to reach the same amount of pain relief as before, which, as you can imagine, quickly fosters addiction. Even with an increasing tolerance, the amount of opium within the body required to cause an overdose stays constant. So when this threshold is met, organs go into failure and the opioid user dies. However, the user is completely unaware of how close they are, reach, they are to reaching this threshold, as their only gauge is the pain relief they feel, which is hindered drastically from their increased tolerance. Wow, I can quickly see the pharmacon characteristics of opium. In moderation, opium is a beneficial as a highly effective anesthesia for medical use, but in excess, it is an extremely addictive drug with several health effects. It must be well known that opium can quickly cause addiction and destroy to one, cause destruction to one's life. Why then have there been so many opioid crises throughout history? That is the very question that this podcast will be exploring. We know it is not the lack of discovery that opium causes addiction that leads to addiction crises. In the 1830s, opium was being prescribed in America as um, in the form of morphine, and frustrations of doctors over-prescribing opium to their patients were expressed in the in the 1833 Boston Medical and Surgical Journal. The journal shared that overprescriptions were changing, quote, common cases into malignant or chronic disorders, end quote, and could potentially, quote, kill their patients in a short time, end quote. This published journal proves that this information was available and becoming known to the medical community as early as 1833. Just a few decades later, we see this knowledge of addiction becoming even more widespread to the broader Western scientific community. In 1876, Dr. J. Dudgeon, a Scottish physician who lived in China for 40 years, shares Western society's anti-opium views. Quote, we cannot get over the enthralling power of the drug, the supreme difficulty of renouncing it, the necessity for increasing the dose, the almost inevitable death that follows its sudden deprivation, and in every case, sooner or later, the steady descent, moral and physical, of the smoker, and ultimately his self-destruction, end quote.
Wow. So opium addiction was known as early as 1833 and 1876? Exactly. But with this knowledge, why then do we see opioid crises occur all over the world in the decades and centuries that followed? A common theme of this podcast will be analyzing and guarding this um, the analy- we'll be analyzing the guarding of this knowledge of opium addiction by those in power for the monetary exploitation of their less informed victims. Understanding the science behind addiction gives insight as to how opium users on the molecular level are at the mercy of those controlling this knowledge of opium addiction and those controlling access to opium. Future episodes will analyze opioid epidemics for the parties who benefit most from them and in what ways, first looking at the opium wars between Britain and China and then looking at the rise in the current reign of Big Pharma. Wow, I'm so intrigued. Make sure to tune in to the next episode to learn more about how opium was used as a weapon by the British over the Chinese in the opium wars.